And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we doing? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. And I'm Robert. Uh, what up, boys? So how, how we how we doing? Another beautiful Sunday. Hey, man. Whatever whatever my day is is not as big of a bomb as the movie we watched today. Huh? For today, we didn't watch it today. Ah, fuck. Ah. <laughs> whatever. Guys, uh, let's get into some movies we've seen. <laughs> You seen any movies? I have not. I've been avoiding them. Oh, shit. Uh, I- I'm waiting for the true theater experience. Ooh, Max, you're on a movie podcast, my dude. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> no, I just watched the one that we're, uh, we're talking about I mean, today, is, so save is, that for later. It is a doozy. Rob, what about you? Uh, I have seen, I think the only other movie I've seen since we last talked uh, on the pod was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I watched again because I bought I bought two 70s kind of movies. I bought The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, and then I bought that that one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know. I just dig. And I guess Once Upon a Time starts in 1969, so I fucked up. It's not Oof. the 70s. Ooh. But um, it, it does eventually get to the 70s. I don't know. I dig it. It's not a – it. there's a lot going on in that movie – and there's a lot of it I enjoy. And I think more than anything, I just love like the aesthetic and how much they captured the, the way they dress the streets and sets and everyone is just top notch. So I don't know. I just wanted to revisit it and I haven't bought in myself any sort of uh, Blu-rays or anything in a long while. So added that to my collection. All right. All right. I was not a huge fan of that movie. Hmm. I was, it dragged in, in places. I, although it's weird because I was thinking like, what did I want more of? I wanted more of Brad Pitt uh, doing construction, but I wanted well, less of Brad Pitt driving. Really, yeah. I love just the bits of him tooling around, and 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 that was the thing. Another thing I thought was so impressive is they obviously cordoned off streets, or I don't know how much of it was digital effects, but like just having someone go down a street and every car, every storefront, every person walking by looks so perfectly like they're supposed to for the era, and I. I love that. There's one little bit where it becomes nighttime near the end and all the neon signs turn on, including like old restaurants that aren't in LA anymore, but like an old Taco Bell sign flips on. And uh, there's a couple, I think there's like Musso and Frank's a couple places that I feel like I've, I've heard of through LA comedians and their podcasts and we'll never go to, but it was just, it was just fun seeing all that, uh, all that activate in that scene. I love that. I've never seen think- it. Wow. During those scenes, it's kind of like this happens a lot in Tarantino movies where it's just like, oh, that's something that Tarantino is into. That's something that he likes. And so it's in this movie. It doesn't Mm. really have its place, I would say, in the movie, but it's something that Tarantino wanted in there. And so it's in there. Sure. 
he loves signs turning on. I don't know of any other thing <laughs> that he's really into that he puts in his movies, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, and there's and and I Drew, I would, I mean, I don't know how you would, how you feel in general about Tarantino and his oeuvre, but uh, I I really dig it. And there's some real tension, especially uh, if there's a scene where uh, Brad Pitt goes drops someone off. Uh, gives him a ride and drops him off at this ranch. Whew, the tension in that scene is so crazy. I think he's a really talented filmmaker. I'm like, I, I, I don't feel strongly one way or another about his movies. Like, I like some of them. I dislike some of them. And he has certain trappings that I do not appreciate in his movies. But I, I, I'm not like not going to see it just because it's a Tarantino movie, but I just haven't gotten around to seeing it, I guess. Sure. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, I saw Raya and the last dragon. Ah, oh, man. I still haven't watched that. Disney premiere access on Disney plus. I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember when that's coming out free to the service. Maybe, maybe in a month or two. I, or think, something, it's, but I, I'm, I'm I think we're looking at like mid to late summer is what I understood. But, mm. um, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed the voice acting. I think it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a Disney story. So like, you know, it's, it's kind of fashioned for children, but it's, it's very good. The voice acting's good. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, the, the fact that it's a, um, supposed to be sort of a South Asian, uh, like setting and the actors that they choose are not Southeastern Asians, but it is an Asian mm. cast. It's just, you know, it's it's a very that's a weird line to to walk, and I'm not sure that they handled it quite right. But even still, I think the voice cast is good. It, is it is it kind of like a Moana? How sh- they're not they're not like Hawaiian. It's sort of like different Pacific Island yeah. legends and things right. combined. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I that was really good. I don't want to say too much about it, just because I feel like Robert, you especially will see it when it's more widely available and max i think you'd like it too um Mm -hmm. it's it's less the there's i don't even think there's a song in it now that i'm thinking about it and as a disney film that is kind of a Hmm. strange strange thing to do but i still thought it was really good minus you know no songs yeah i'm expecting jams from every one of disney's productions (laughs) that's right it's just the Moana songs, but they put Raya instead of Moana. <laughs> make way, yeah. make way. And they don't even, like it's just because it doesn't fit phonetically. It's, it's, so it's Mariah, make way, make way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, but, these are some catchy songs. I hope yeah. this gets nominated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I, I recommend people watch it. But um, yeah, we, we can talk about it more when maybe the both of you have seen it. So let's talk about some TV shows we see. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. We've seen. <laughs> sort of forgot that that's on a program that'll keep playing if I don't stop it. That's why I made an alarm face. Anyways, Max, <laughs> what about some TV shows you've seen? Uh, so I finished up True Detective season two. Um, it's it's got some shocking moments to it that I kind of forgot about, but um, I I enjoyed it. It is. Uh, it's a little bit weird, and I do think it has its uh, its downsides. I can see why people don't necessarily love it the way they love True Detective season one, mm-hmm. but um, it does have some scenes that are amazing in it, and it has some uh, very good performances from Rachel McAdams and Colin 
Farrell, not Firth. <laughs> mm. Colin Firth does a terrible job in it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he shows up just to do a bad job, just to show everyone, like, God, we need to bring in someone just yeah. to do a terrible job so Colin Farrell looks good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, I'm looking forward to season three. Uh, I don't think that season two deserved all of the shit that it got, although I do think that uh, Vince Vaughn um, w- wasn't maybe not a great choice. Um and there are some there are some weird things that go on in it. It's it's not perfect, but it's mm-hmm. it's not. I don't think it deserves everything. All the shit that it got. Do you think it would have been better with a I, different actor? Do you think like if it wasn't Vince Vaughn, it would have been better, or was it just like kind of doomed from the start? Well, I, I because it only really lulls in in that area. Like it it kind of stands out that Vince Vaughn scenes aren't great. Some of it I think is the writing, and some of it I think is the performance. Uh, I think that it that probably somebody could have done a better job than he does with it, with his line delivery. Um, I feel like part of it too is like season one just captivated everyone for a minute there. And like coming off the heels of that, I feel like season two might not be like the worst season of a TV show in history, but like the expectations and what people assumed or hoped it would be versus what it ended up being is hard. I feel like, in a vacuum you would and they're not connected so i feel like if you watch season two you might be like okay this is criminal thing and blah blah blah. and but compared to one it's kind of yeah i think that's also a big thing you really pull out the rug from underneath somebody when you do when you completely switch up the entire cast like oh you get into this show you watch this show for this show and now it's not the same show like completely different completely different cast location setting all of that's changed it doesn't work Usually, how many like, other shows? I guess that's uh, no, not true. They do they use a lot of the same casting, but I guess American Horror Story, they would they would sort of completely change. Oh, we're doing witches this time. Oh, we're doing carnival this time. But often, often they have a same the same actors in different roles and stuff. So at least there's that mm-hmm. connectivity. I'm trying to think of other shows that have done like season one and then like the second season is completely different. Didn't they do that yeah. in? Um, um, I, I'm thinking. They did, didn't they do that in Fargo or did they mostly keep the same actors per season? You know what? That's true. Although Fargo has is jumps around in time and there are little tiny payoffs. They don't really beat you over the head with it. Where like, there's a character in one season and then like the season that takes place decades later, you're like, Hey, is that that? Oh, that's that same character, I think. Mm. And they have a very small role or something, but other than being in sometimes not even in Fargo, just around Fargo, you're right. They are pretty disconnected. And then if you establish that, I think it's fine. But before it's established, if you're if you're really like surprising someone with this fact that, oh, it's completely different, that can be shocking. I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid 1 and then Metal Gear Solid 2. They had a different main character and all of the trailers leading up showed the ori- like the original character in there. Mm. And then they switched it to a different character and everyone was pissed. I was just confused that it was a the Mortal Kombat guy, right? And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think Christopher so. Lambert. Christopher Lambert, yeah, the Christopher Lambert rated. Bear version. Um, I don't think what so. Was I gonna, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, it's a, a movie version of that that's sort of infamous is um, Halloween, where they did Halloween 1 and 2, and then 3 is Season of the Witch, which doesn't have Michael Myers and is about sort of witches and magic and very strange. And the idea was that if that had been a success, the third one would have been like a ghost-themed sort of movie and they wanted it to become sort of this anthology of movies that 
was now not connected to like the initial killer. It was like every, every Halloween will be about something different Halloween related and it flopped big. Mm -hmm. I have a special place in my heart for season of the witch. It's weird. Um, but if you went in expecting a Halloween movie uh, in, you know, in that series, it, you must've been completely thrown for a loop. I think aliens three also kind of gets some of that shit because they set up uh, like characters surviving the second movie. And, uh, and then like, at the very beginning of Aliens 3, they, they just kill them all off. Yeah. It's it's devastating that so few people make it out of Aliens and then and then for them to go into number three and just have that that gut punch. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's the expectations, right? Like you say, oh, I'm like really and you spend that year or two, whatever they're developing the third movie, thinking, huh, I really wonder what they're gonna do with Newt. I wonder what they're gonna do with all this stuff. Where's it gonna go? And then pff, cut it off completely, do something completely different. I know some fans even just say it's like a it's like cryo sleep nightmare that that yeah. never happened. That's all like number three is just the nightmare of Ripley it while she's in cryo sleep or something. Yeah. Which and then imagine... I think originally. Oh, go ahead, Max. Sorry. Originally, they were planning on going that direction with the series. Oh, were you going to tell a joke, Andrew? Yeah, I was going to tell a stupid joke. Don't worry about it. Well, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I was going to say, imagine going from uh, Alien Covenant to Alien One. It's <laughs> a good point, and that's that's this like kind of uh, is related to what I was going to say. Is that originally they were going to have Neil Blomkamp, the guy who did. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, District Nine. He was gonna make and Chappie, and Chappie, <laughs> and uh, Disco Elysium. He did Disco Elysium. He did Elysium, the movie Elysium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not the oh, not the video okay. game Disco Elysium. I just threw the word disco at the beginning to throw you off. Now that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, he was gonna do an Alien sequel. Yeah. That that would carry on as if that was Cryo Sleep, a nightmare, mm-hmm. and it picks up from where we, we would expect aliens to to go to and uh but but then ridley scott back ridley scott got back into the game and they said this is the original director we're going to have him do his thing and they uh skipped out on neil blomkamp's version. i wish we could have seen a blomkamp version even if who knows if it would have been good but i would have liked to have seen someone take a swing because he clearly has an eye for sci-fi and and some of his stuff is better than others but i would have loved his take on it. That would have been really interesting to me. Yeah. Wasn't, I want to see more from that guy. Didn't Neil Blomkamp also almost do a Halo movie? Am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think so. I that did. was after um, Peter Jackson was kind of signed on to it for a while. He might've been like producing or something. Like, I think that was at the point where he was kind of like, I'll help make these movies and stuff. And that Bungie even made that Halo Bible for the occasion. I don't know if that's like out for public consumption, but like, basically like the style guide staying like this is how big grunts are and this is what these creatures say and like this is everything you need to know to make sure the universe stays in line for our games and as we know halo is still the most popular fps uh, currently time. yeah so it all worked out mm-hmm. yes uh you made a Fortnite movie blom camp <laughs> oh i can't wait for that with batman and thundercats and Deadpool uh, and, they also and the anna- Joker. They announce another Star Wars thing in the movie via a message <laughs> that everyone watches. Oh my gosh. Too much. Although Toon Meowsles looks dope. Excuse me? What? <laughs> they have a character called Meowsles, which is a cat who's super buff and wears suspenders. Uh, he's dope. Look him up. And they just... <laughs> 
they just made a skin for that character, which is kind of like in the old Steamboat Willie style, black and white. Ooh. Yeah, look it up. I'm telling you, good shit. Even though Fortnite, I I want to love Fortnite. It's got a lot of cool shit. You can play Wolverine uh, with his best costumes. You can, like, they got uh, Storm in there with her 90s stuff and her 80s stuff, her, like, mohawk and everything. When you say, when you say 90s great. costumes, you mean the black leather with a little bit of, like, like yellow stripes on it, right, from uh, the 90s movie? Yeah, the X- X1, the X1 movie versions. <laughs> I, I'm talking uh, more like the uh, the TV show. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and... know, I know. I'm just, we know uh, what you like, Max. <laughs> Yeah, I just want how they have bone claw Wolverine too. Lucky for you, that's what I like. (laughs) Uh, But it's got so much stuff I I would like to like, but I've tried to play it and it's I I cannot get into. I can't. Between the 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 shooting is one thing I could maybe get into. The building simultaneously, I'm not a fan of, and then also shooting the stuff that people are running on away to get to that. I don't. I just don't dig it. But yeah, maybe it's just too complex for for me. I'd have to put some more time into it, but I just can't. Just can't get into it, and the fact that it's always online. There's a lot of stuff about it that I don't don't really enjoy. Now, do you know if like can you play as Wolverine, but it's like you ha- unlocked alternate costumes of his, or it's just the, I don't the one? Know. I I always try and figure that out, and I go on there, and they they have the battle passes, and you unlock stuff. I think what you have to do is during this time frame, you have to grind and grind and grind, and then to you get different elements and stuff, and, and you unlock the first one first, and you unlock the the second one later you have to like achieve certain things i feel I like if really they know. changed it where you could have different things or like here's you know you can have bone claw wolverine but in like the blue and yellow suit from you know whatever team he was on oh. i and you could combine all those and, and alter and, and character create a little bit more i think you would get into it uh, yeah if there's more character creation yeah the only things i think you can choose what you're wearing on your back and then you choose what kind of yeah, pickaxe you have and then you choose what kind of thing you fly wolverine's but, pickaxe yeah yeah but, that'd be funny if wolverine's pickaxe was just like his hand with the claws coming out on one end <laughs> i think i i did end up getting some hulk gloves which are you know basically like the hulk smash the the, the sure. ones that you can put on your hand and then like punch your sibling and then it makes them like hulk growls <laughs> and stuff you Max, can get those, those, those came game. out when you were like 18 yeah, no. you punch your sibling right sibling. in the fucking face, uh... chasing coral around the house. Yeah, sorry, coral. <laughs> um, sorry, Hulk smash. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, got to do it. We're giving violent stuff to children, even even when they're adults. <laughs> I'm still a child. Hey, of my mother. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Happy That's Mother's right. Day to all hey. you mothers out there happy, watching our live Zoom. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, happy uh, mother to mother, the the ship's computer in the mm, first movie. That's right. And uh, happy mother brain to uh, all the Metroids out there. All the Metroids and Samuses, we know we love you. And don't forget about Mother Three, the uh, unreleased sequel to Earthbound that uh, never came out in the states. Yeah, hell yeah, never forget. And uh, let's three. give it up for Mother, the movie with the exclamation mark on the end. That uh, what's her uh, face? Javier Bardem and. A, uh, yeah, yeah, and I think it's like an allegory about the the planet being mistreated. Spoiler alert! Everyone loved that movie, right? <laughs> oh, speaking I, of uh, a good uh, double feature is Mother and the Informant. <laughs> it's extreme. Oh, I think Andrew. <laughs> yeah, he got me. That was a good one. Uh, so I also watched Barry season two. Oh yeah, Max! Thank you for oh, getting cool. us back on track. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Max. 
No problem. I, th- I think we had our fun. Uh, and <laughs> our, our listeners did Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had our fun. No one else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Barry, uh, I kind of forgot that it existed and then mm-hmm. saw that there was a season two there. Uh, fucking crazy, man. This show, it's it's weird. It has... It has I'm, I'm not going to say peaks and valleys because that implies that, right, it's good and then it's bad. But this has like tonal shifts that I think work mm-hmm. where like some of it's hyper serious and some of it's like like there's one episode that's wild directed by Bill Hader and uh, very odd in this season. But still enjoying it still has some like very intense scenes in a good way. I think like it handles post-military life in a surprisingly serious fashion hmm. Hmm. that adds a lot to the show and but then it also has like wacky killers and the whole thing is that everybody in the entire show is very self-interested i know that's true in in general in life and in movies and stuff but hey like, shut up for this... a second uh, i wanted to talk about my tv shows <laughs> Uh, but I recommend it. I know you guys have both started Barry and then stopped it, mm. but uh, I recommend continuing. Um, and then I also watched another Australian murder mis- mystery movie or uh, oh. TV show series called Mr. and Mrs. Murder. <laughs> and uh, the reason I picked that up is because it has one character from Miss Fisher's murder mysteries in one episode and we saw that on like a stinger at, on one of the DVDs. Uh, another Acorn show to watch. And we said, hey, let's check that out. And it turned out to be really good. It's the story of two cleaners that come up and clean up uh, like blood and stuff from the crime, crime scene. Mm. Uh, they're married and they are like quirky, intelligent people. And they end up solving the mysteries like the, the police comes in says what they think and then the, they're like you know I, I don't think that's quite right and then they end up solving the mysteries. They're like shut up janitor just <laughs> clean up. They get a lot of that in from the uh, not necessarily the police because they know them but from the, the people who are um, trying to cover up the murders and stuff like that. Oh, but it's good it's quirky it's Australian it's fun check it out if you get a chance <laughs> and literally check it out from the library it's there if you want to <laughs> that's where we got it from so uh, get those dvds and that's all that i've seen rob what about you how about you robert uh i have watched um jamie and i started a new anime called demon slayer on netflix currently it's only one season and uh the movie came out in japan and is now the top grossest uh top grossing anime of all time uh, anime movie of all time which is wild to think about uh, i realize i must have through osmosis seen one of these characters in some picture or something because the main character boy kind of has like a big almost like a port wine stain looking kind of like birthmark or something on his head big scar on his head and his sister who gets like turned into a demon and he is able to somehow like pacify her enough that she's like kind of like will stand by and 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 like won't do anything crazy anymore but she has like a weird bamboo kind of like it looks like a rebreather from like episode one in her mouth and i think the idea is that that kind of just like so she can't like you know lunge at someone and bite their head off or something the whole thing swirling around the first episode is that he doesn't seem strong enough to be a demon hunter even though he's run into them and he's he's kind of uh, shown some talent 
and that similarly demons are supposed to just relentlessly kill anyone including their own family members if they if you got turned you would you would attack everyone you knew and loved but at one point the demon hunter tries to attack and she like blocks her brother while he's knocked out so there's like two things happening where he's like this kid seems like different somehow and his sister is not acting like a normal demon does in for some reason um so we, we only watched a couple episodes but it seems interesting it's only uh, i want to say like 26 episode season pretty standard anime and um the second one's being developed but like usually i hear about something like this years after it's been going on and it's you know several up seasons deep and it's just wild to me like it's cool so far but i'm just like waiting for like the hook of like what what makes this so captivating to everyone and and the movie being the most popular now i'm, I'm definitely surprised to hear it so i'm excited to keep going forward with it i, I really dig it so far that's what i was um, just about to ask like it sounds so far fairly generic like what is bringing so many people into it is yeah it, I, i'm it not sure so far it's it the animation's very slick uh it does a decent a job of like combining like the 3d and animated segments like there's portions where i, I even just like like they'll add the snow falling super far in the foreground and super far in the background and that's just like a nice digital effect where like yeah it would be it makes sense to have that added like as a 3d thing because it it's light and it kind of blends in and it just it just makes the the scene more realistic and i feel like if you tried to animate that it would just be such a pain so i really i like some of the things in general in, in animation and stuff where they're combining kind of like camera movements or little things like that like 3d elements where they benefit the scene a lot more because the rest of it is just really nice, you know, to tr traditional kind of standard animation. But um, the parts where they have kind of used the computers and stuff, I thought have, have done well. Um, yeah. yeah I, think... I don't, I, it hasn't grabbed me quite. A, I mean, yet. I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I'm like you said, Max, I'm just kind of like, what about this is like, what is going to like tip the scales for this one? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it was a marketing thing, honestly, and just like no number of people in their their Fortnite announcement of the. Or maybe I, yeah, or maybe I don't know. Maybe the, whoever made it has done something so successful before that like they just brought their built-in audience. I I don't I don't know, and I'm again I'm just sort of shocked that I'm relatively in on the ground floor. I feel like most of the time, a lot of animes it feels like it's like oh okay there's like four seasons. All right, now let's put the first one on Netflix or let's you know get the rights to it or whatever. So the fact that the second one isn't out that people in America ostensibly are caught up with everyone abroad is, is cool. So nice. Yeah. Anything else TV? That all you seen? Uh, not too much. No, not really. Just that, just starting that series. I watched some Simpsons episodes, but other than that. Cool. How about you, Andrew? I started watching a reality show on Netflix called the circle which is a uh, yes. social media reality show. It is bananas. Um, <clears throat> the premise is that you get eight people living in the same building and you'd never get to see any of them. You just communicate over this app called The Circle and you are able to make a profile for yourself so you can either present your real self or you can catfish everybody. So the way that people are eliminated or win is at the end of like every you know third day or something you rank every participant in the show from one to eight and then the top two players then become influencers who then send somebody home so it's like it's weirdly 
one of it's the most vain premise I think I've ever heard of. But it's also it ends up being like a very like an, a social experiment in like learning who people are, and so it ends up being like the the actual meat of the show. And this is just the first season. There's a second season that I understand is out that I haven't seen, but the first season ends up being like surprisingly very like a very human like storytelling experience that I was not expecting. But um, yeah, I was very I'm not quite finished with the first season but i was very captivated by it my friend was really into it and she kept telling me to watch it and so i finally did just thinking like yeah i'll see what this is about and really am pretty captivated by it but um yeah have either of you seen it i haven't even heard much talk about it uh except for from you but you make it sound very interesting yes yeah, i, <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's, it's, I feel like is it is this the sec oh i'm sorry did you say this is the second season of it or is this the, another there another a, version is, of it there is a second season i haven't seen the second season yet i just am watching the first season right now which came out Got last it. year I, but. I feel like jamie watched the first one and was on kind of like a reality binge for a bit and watched mm-hmm. the first one it it sounded interesting but i as someone who works in a lot of social media and has grown to have some disdain for <laughs> mm-hmm. it in a lot of ways yeah it's not as compelling to me, but I, I, but I think it is in the grand scheme of things. It does seem like an original concept and it's sort of like, I, I do appreciate, I see what they're going for and I appreciate kind of like the drama, all that would create yeah. naturally. So yeah. Anyways, that's it for me for TV. I'm really excited to talk about this. Let's get into the movie. We all saw for this week, John Carter. Who's in the More like, uh, is there life on a Bansoom or whatever Mars is called in this? <laughs> Barsoom. Barsoom. Uh, so we Barstool. watched... Barsoom Sports. Yeah, Barsoom <laughs> Sports. So we watched John Carter, Disney's John Carter, um, starring Taylor Kitsch, Lynn Collins, Mark Strong, the voice of Willem Dafoe, and Hell a yeah. bunch of CGI monstrosities. Uh, John Carter, this is a 2012 film. This movie is infamous as one of, if not the biggest box office bombs in movie history. Uh, not just like Disney, like movie? Movie history. Um, this, I think this movie ended up losing somewhere close to 200 to $300 million for Disney. Wow. Um, so we would have had a second Captain Marvel movie by now if it weren't for this. <laughs> Black Widow would have come out already. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a pandemic if John Carter had done a little better. Um, directed by Andrew Stanton. Andrew Stanton, this is like a movie that he was very invested in. And, and of course, did so so colostral, like colossally poorly, I should say, cholesterol. Colostomy. Yeah, had a colostomy. Um, this is one of the, it's just, it did so poorly. And we'll get into maybe theories why. But uh, before we do, <clears throat> this is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Would either of you recommend people see John Carter? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not good, but I recommend wow. people watch okay, it. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? Uh, I think it's a it's 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 too boring in parts for me to be like this is a 
I wish it was like closer to 90 minutes than it is a little over two hours because like there's some really fun sequences and a lot of the action sequences I think are like the stuff where it's like John Carter leaping around and like, you know, beating stuff up is really fun. But then there's just so many parts of the of the movie where it's just like, can we just speed it up a little bit? And there's just too many of those for me to be like, yeah, watch this movie. Mm -hmm. I do think Mm -hmm. as an experiment of how did this movie, what went wrong here? What went so wrong that this is, you know, infamously, as we said, the one of the biggest box office bombs ever. It's kind of interesting to watch from that perspective because it's not like, you know, you hear about infamously bad movies or things that underperformed and you can see it on screen. You're just like, oof, yeah, right? Like, I see why this is so bad. And this is a thoroughly average movie, I'd say. And so for it to Mm -hmm. have been this poorly received is interesting. But... Anyways, we mm-hmm. can we can kind of get into what we liked and didn't like and maybe why we thought it failed. But I yeah, I'd say maybe from an interest standpoint if figuring out why this movie failed so bad interests you, it's it's maybe worth a watch, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of middling I, on that. Yeah, I honestly think that most of the reasons why this failed were outside of the, the movie itself. I think it mm-hmm. probably had a lot to do with marketing. I marketing. Think yeah. Over budget, obviously. Like I, it, yeah. it's it doesn't look bad. In fact, I think I think a lot of the graphics and things in going on in it look pretty good, especially for the time. But I also think, like, it doesn't look like an incredibly. It doesn't look like the most expensive movie ever. You know, it doesn't look like uh, it needed to have been cost as much as it did to make either. So, despite despite the fact that the stuff on screen does look good, it's it's similarly like you said, Drew. It's not like you're looking at it and like how did it cost this much? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it is, it's a weird, it's a movie of uh, a lot of different things going on with it, but, but we can kind of talk about it. What did you guys think of the early, if we're kind of starting, starting in on it, um, secret Brian Cranston showing up. Was he in this? Showing up oh, yeah. uh, early on. He's yeah, the guy he, who's reprimanding John Carter and like he gets away from him multiple times. He arrested Sweet. him in the jail. That was wow. Brian Cranston. Uh, yeah. Uh, unnoted for didn't me. recognize so, him so it didn't make a didn't make a damn bit of a difference for me i'm just glad they didn't advertise it like the like the the godzilla the godzilla movie yeah starring um, brian cranston featuring godzilla mm-hmm. um it is an interesting choice that they made and i'm i'm sure a lot of this is like the actual source material this maybe that's one thing i want to say generally before we kind of go about the plot and stuff is like it's a movie made in 2012, but it's based on a book from so long ago that the stuff that they're talking about, even just like the 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 sort of arc of the movie feels sort of derivative. Like it feels like just a, 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 a bit cookie cutter or things that you've seen before. And that's because everything that came out since the book came out has done stuff like this and has used that source material as a template. It's not an excuse to not make it you know, you you could make it less boring or could update things, but I feel like it almost suffers from like, it was more novel when it, it was more novel when it was just a novel. And now it's cool to see some of that on screen, but like maybe the parts that drag or that could have been updated and kind of made more contemporary are, weren't. It's, uh, yeah. So there's that as well. I think that does have a lot to do with it not doing well too, that this is a, uh, 
a series that while it's known, while it's inspiration for a lot of things, like the general public is is not uh, into it. It has no kind of like following, yeah, um, it, except except like everything that you do follow, everything that you're into from Star Wars to any kind of sci-fi, uh, it's it was inspired by this essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it, it came out yeah, a long it's, time ago. It, it's like a Flash Gordon or like a, it, mm-hmm. it feels like I, it feels like Lucas and Spielberg and like read these books or saw if there were serial versions of them, they would have watched them and been like, I'm going to make, you know, crazy stuff based on this now. Um, but, I know but there was all, one con of oh, what's that, but it also didn't lean on it. It didn't like make it seem like, Hey, this is a, a retro callback or anything like that. It just tried to make a modern movie without, modernizing any parts of it just kind of like bringing this to uh like what would this movie be if it came out now um one of the first interesting things i thought was and again this maybe this is from the source material is weird to make john carter have fought for the confederacy that was a very Um, very weird choice and they never get into it. He's not like, hey, I wanted to keep my slaves. But it, it's just one of those things where it seems like I'm like, John, I hope you were just kind of like you kind of had to were forced to join the army. But he kicked ass like he was really good at killing the North and his enemies, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like that would have been, a, I think, an easy tweak to make him on like the good side, maybe. Um, and he's also sort of like doesn't really give a shit about anyone until he gets to Barsoom. Well, um, yeah, at deep into being in Barsoom is when he starts to care about other people to, I'd say, the mm-hmm. detriment of his character. He seems to not give a fucking shit about a single other person until, like, the dog, like the, the Mars dog. Like, oh, love Wula. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's weird to me also when they really call out uh, that he cares about uh, what Dar- Darja, the, mm-hmm. the princess of Mars. And he says, like, I'm going to go. So it's like the first human-like person that he's he's seen. Essentially, mm-hmm. he sees her, and then he's like, "I gotta save her from these other humans, right?" And then he just starts cutting people to pieces and throwing them off of ships and like killing massive numbers of people in order to save her. And it, it just seems a little bit weird. Well, it's I like, think they're they're all like attacking. They're all like attacking simultaneously the Tharks too, right? So I think he's kind of like these guys are attacking these people and sort of shooting at me and I'm just going to start fucking, you're right. You're not wrong that he was just kind of like, well, time to get killing. Can I, can I also ask what you guys thought about that decision that there are like CG, like, you know, like almost like grasshopper looking like aliens with like long limbs. And then other ones Mm -hmm. that are kind of like, it's like different shape, but maybe a little bit different colored. And then they're just like humans also like that are all in the same (laughs) ecosystem in the same planet. Like, that there are just, like, warring factions of, like, you know, weird, like, you know, like I said, like, long-limbed aliens, and then just, like, people who have, like, slightly red skin. I I think it sounded to me, or it seemed to me kind of like the, the like, the colonial army, right? So you have the Union, you have the Confederacy, so that's the red and the blue group. And then you have people. the Tharks, which are the Native Americans. Exactly. You have yeah. the natives of, of Mars, and then you have these white colonizers that come in where they're the specified colors right oh you could also say it's the british versus the, because the 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 bad guy team essentially is like destroying the planet to just keep going at whereas like um uh darja's people are uh kind of like oh if we find if we figure out how to use this ninth ray and stuff like we'll have 
unlimited power. We, we can live in harmony with the planet. I didn't think it was that crazy to have, I mean, the fact that there were just two humanoid species, I think is, is good. I mean, obviously I've maybe I've said this before this review of when I've talked about this movie, but I actually did appreciate that there was at least a race of aliens that were not like that were weird looking like they're big, like extra armed with like giant tusks and like green and kind of weird looking. And you feel sympathetic to them. And, and, and I liked them as characters without them having to just be perfect human analogs from Mars. I think mm -hmm. it's so much easier in a movie to be like, Oh, they look almost completely human. So of course I connect to them. I think the Tharks it's big. It's, it's tougher to be like, Oh, look at these big green weird armed things that immediately capture them and have like weird slimy babies. And then like root for them by the end too. So I, I appreciated that even if it's weird to have, just basically straight up humans, you know, on one plate. Well, don't they also impl imply that like whatever Jeremy Strong is, Mark Strong, or or, or Mark Strong, um, that they have kind of they kind of jump around on the planets and could have. Are they all connected? Like, are humans were they kind of seeded from Mars or anything? I, I don't remember. I, I I was like, there's a lot because like. Because this movie is so long and seems like really invested. By the way, you guys are talking about uh, the original novel. The original an original novel came out in 1912. So this movie yeah. came out in 2012. So a hundred years after the this, this story was written was when the movie was. That made. was the earliest they could do it. They're like, <laughs> finally, the rights are up. We can do it. Um, and this and this movie, they they tried to make this movie many 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 times, including in the 30s, oh. uh, in the oh. 80s. Like it, this movie has. There have been so many attempts to make this movie, to make it. It's been in development hell so many times, and finally Disney was just like, "Let's put the the rocket ship behind it and let's try and get this made." Thirties, um, thirties yeah. would have been the time to make it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to have seen because they did so many sword and sandal movies, and a lot of this feels sort of gladiatorial. And and I could see an eighties version of this too. I yeah. could see. Uh, I could see an Arnold or, or an Arnold type yeah. running around the, Mars doing this. Yeah. Hey, fact, he, he got his ass back to Mars. Yeah. The fact that this is also uh, an allegory for like Native Americans and you were saying colonials and things like that, that at one point Mark Strong screams out, bring me the red woman to uh, about uh, princess, whatever her name is. I was just like, I don't know that I'd use that line. If you're trying to make like a, an allegory for Native Americans and like colonialism, let's not like throw around the term red woman. Well, yeah. and the, the Tharks are the ones that say like, I think they say that too. Like to them, them, them being like the more tanned people are like, they're like the red. No, people I, under I understand what um, it came yeah. from. I just wouldn't use that particularly coded sure. language when you're making a, an allegory about Native Americans, but that's, Great. I yeah. I also well, Mark Strong insisted that was not in the script. He wanted to <laughs> he say that improvised line. that line. Yeah, I I also probably wouldn't have like created two two um, societies that essentially had to wear a single color. I think that's always <laughs> a stupid idea. That, There's like, even a scene you guys see that in the scene later. They're literally fighting, and the Tharks have to, have started fighting for the you know the good guys, and he, he one of them comes up to cut them down. and He goes, "Hey, look, look." It oh, was yeah, a good guy like, color. And he's he like, pulls up his oh. tape. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And I was like, yeah, it's really in the heat of battle, probably tough to tell. Like, I'm sure that they look the same to them. And you just have to hope that they didn't take one of their garments off. Yeah, exactly. You, you lose your cape and you get cut in half by the wrong side. <laughs> now, do you guys think that this movie would have done better if it had its original? 
original title, which was the book it's based on, A Princess of Mars. I oh. think so. I think that would have been an improvement. I, I, I mean, I don't think it would have like completely changed things, but I think either John Carter of Mars or A Princess of Mars, like each one of those would have Im- improved it a little bit. I think John Carter of Mars would say, okay, this is a sci-fi, you know what yeah. you're getting into. Uh, and there's no reason to hide it. I mean, yeah, it's a weird decision. And it's one of those movies that like reveals its new title at the end kind of a thing where it's like, uh, yeah, of Mars now. So, um, Mars should have been in the Cap- title. Captain America and John Carter of Mars. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was an odd choice. And like you said, I didn't think there's like a lot of like marketing. I, I can see where in a 2012 Disney was like, we can't have princess in the title because it'll, people will think a certain thing and won't go and it's like sounds like people were gonna having a hard time getting on board to begin with i don't know if that would have been the death nail for it but it would have hurt it that much more plus personally i don't think taylor kitsch was terrible but he's very much just like i'm here on mars now and i'm just gonna be this john carter guy he's very kind of like he's just kind of like one note sort of the whole time but I thought the the actress I I don't have her name oh Lynn was it Lynn Collins Lynn Collins I thought she was good yeah I, I haven't too. seen her in anything else but I thought she put in a good performance and especially for this weird sci-fi Disney movie I was like she's kind of out acting kitsch in all the all the scenes was she in um uh oh shoot what's the name of that show Max the uh fuck why can't I think of it I don't True know. Blood she's in some, True Blood some, right oh True Blood. Who was she in True Blood? Uh, let me take a look. It says she played... Still the Red Woman, but it was because of blood. <laughs> Dawn Green. Although she's listed as a series regular, but she was in five episodes. That, to me, is not a series regular, but hey. yeah, That seems really like a special it. appearance by... <laughs> um, did you guys like Did you guys like Woola, the, the dog, the super fast dog? It was cute, but it, it was weird how little they used him like it was very you you could have you could ride on him right like john mm-hmm. carter rides on him for a while and he like runs super fast but then they like have to escape and they hop on this slow ass moving creature yeah, while the I, dog just kind of runs beside them it just never made sense it, that they didn't there utilize was, that yeah. dog it's more. like the flash problem where like he he is too fast and is just waiting around for everyone else. It seems like well, sometimes. Yeah. Just, I mean, Max is right. Like at multiple points, it feels like there is a ticking clock of like, we need to get, and it's like the dog could like super speed them one at a time faster than they can all like ride side by side on these, like very slow, like, you know, sort of like cow things. And it was just like, just one on by one, get on the fucking dog and let it take you to safety. Yeah, he never seems to get tired. There's there's nothing to it. He's cute though. He's yeah, he really cute. cute. I love him. He's so cute. And I did like that he could yeah, like speed around and stuff. But eh, yes, maybe plot-wise it, it is like you have to scratch your head and be like, "Oh, couldn't he have done this that and the other?" But I feel like it's he they use him often enough to save the day. Like Carter's about to get iced by what's his face near the end and the dog kind of like jumps in and saves him and then Awkwardly, they all get on that like flying machine, which I liked. Yeah. I love, I like the design of their ships too. I like the um, kind of like the panels that they like. It seems like the sun hits the panels and powers things. It was very like kind of, kind of Miyazaki ish, kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of liked uh, some of the tech and stuff. It was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I, I thought like, I think they had, it had a lot of cool things going for it. And I can see where some of the money was going for. Like, I thought like the uh, costuming and stuff was cool too. I liked the look of everyone. It's just weird that it all went towards this passion project that just didn't didn't resonate with everyone. I, I guess like I think there were certain 
Go ahead, Max. Go for it. All right, I'll go. Uh, I think it's kind of weird the um, the the jumping, or I guess just certain things seem to go underexplained. Like some of the the dog. Why why was there one dog? Why did it run so fast? Why didn't like, those show up anywhere else? I wasn't anything kind of fast. Like, that didn't really... also it like kind of like maybe forty five minutes into it they mention why john carter can jump like they just say oh i think that has to do with physiology and gravity and that's it that's the only thing they mention about it Mm -hmm. but like that's not mentioned until like maybe 20 minutes after he's jumping and the first scene of him jumping is very awkward like you like clear wires it doesn't really like he, he doesn't look like he's trying to jump like that's the the idea is that he's he's trying to move and he just moves too much. So he's yeah. like overshooting everything. He's trying to lift his leg around. to walk and he's like, like stumbling and, and it, he doesn't get the grip of it yet. It's so clearly wires. And then immediately once he gets the hang of it, then he's like, there are no more mistakes anymore. He's like, he's doing little hops and he's doing this and that. Like it, it looks fine when he's, when he starts jumping and he's got control of it. But the, the distinct, difference between him trying to figure it out and then him suddenly knowing everything about it mm-hmm. is like too drastic and mm. it's so awkward to watch him kind of slip around that scene and especially with no explanation of why the fuck is this happening it really didn't grab me i, I that hmm. kind of threw me off considering that's his only thing right and there was also like differences between whether he's super strong or whether he can be you know chained up uh how often he could do things that were like excess strength and how often he was still limited by what he could like pick up, let's say. Yeah. A giant boulder on a chain and swing it around. I think they, yeah. I, I kind of liked that he had, he wasn't like invincible, but I liked that it was clear that because he was from Jarsum. Yeah. That's that on right. earth. Um, that, yeah, that he had like the, could leap like a tick or a, or a flea rather across the landscape and then like later on is kind of showing like more strength one thing i also kind of like that they established early like when he meets uh the princess is like like you said he immediately kind of starts like fighting people and he's like get behind me like i'll I'll protect you and then like she takes a sword and starts fighting people and's like i don't i didn't ask for help i don't necessarily need help and it's like good i'm glad they kind of established right away that like he he was doing it because he did feel a sense of like someone's in trouble and i want to protect them but like early on letting you know that like she can also hold her own. She's not useless or, or a, you know, a, a shrinking violet or anything like that. Um, but I actually, I kind of liked the, the weird leaping and, and stuff like that. I liked that. I liked that it was a novelty and they like only kept him alive when the darks grab him to be like, all right, jump, sh- show him how you jump. And, and he's kind of like, don't embarrass me. Show them how you jump. Like <laughs> I kind of liked all that stuff. Um, all but the it thark. also seemed like he was the key. He was the key to their victory, right? Because he could jump. Like they were waiting years and years so they could find a guy who jumped really high. Well, it was the implication because like lame. they don't fly or they they don't know how to or wouldn't operate ships. So they're like they're like wow, there's someone who can actually fight these people, like get onto their ships and attack them in a way that we've the never been able to. Which out, is kind of the way that that plays out later. It almost seemed like they just don't like to fly. Like you know, like yeah, like yes. they, when they arrive later, it's just like oh, let's never do that again. And it's just like so it's not that you can't or that you it's just like you don't want you're not to. capable yeah and it and it almost seemed like just the one guy the guy that was like the head of the the group didn't want to fly because everyone else hopped on pretty much 
they had no problem with it. In fact, they were suggesting it. Hey, let's let's grab one of these things. And he was just like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So it seemed <laughs> like the to... one leader of their group didn't want to do it. I also didn't know if there were more groups of those. What are they called? The Thor- Tharks. Tharks. Because at, at another point, John Carter is surrounded by this warring nation that is like trying to take him down. And it looks like primal Tharks. He slaughters hundreds of yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just like in a pile, like he slaughters so many that he is covered by the bodies of the the Tharks that he's slain. It's real like Dynasty like, Warriors. It, like he just like he runs into like a, a pile of like 30 of them and just like, just like, oh, like that. Um, and I didn't remember think, if they, is he the good guy or not? He, he well, I didn't like, remember if they name checked that because they like go to the, the kind of forbidden temple place that they're not supposed to go to and then. I don't remember them saying like, oh, by the way, there's like a more savage version of us, you know, out there that, you know, hey, be careful because they're, they, they were Tharks, no? Like they had the tusks, they had extra arms. Yeah. I did like the the through line other than the, the, the main bad guy groups that a lot of the other creatures did have multiple limbs. And that seemed to be like a through line, like the blind white apes did, the dog did, mm-hmm. um, the Tharks did. So I, I liked that there was at least you could kind of like zoom out and be like, okay, evolutionarily, it seems like things kind of had extra limbs and things like that. Um, and I thought like it was pretty beautiful where, I don't know where they all shot. Uh, Hang on everyone. Um, like palaces, that mm-hmm. they're in and and like the ships that they're flying on those must have been built or something yeah something to account for the cost it doesn't look cheap but it doesn't look like so expensive that it needed to go that over budget yeah although the yeah. cg did look good for the time, i think it did so maybe maybe they like really gave their uh development team but like they're so underpaid usually that i don't imagine that would take a ton from them you know, like yeah, I, the cost getting inflated so much. I really wonder wh- what the the breakdown of it was. It I also did like have like huge named actors like Taylor mm-hmm. Kitsch. I don't think was the rising star or anything. It did have Willem Dafoe. It had McNulty from The Wire, Kieran Hines. Like, but I don't think that it's anybody. Like, they're not bringing in uh, Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. Kind of like, uh, no, no. Brad Pitt was Wula. He was the dog. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I did like that scene you mentioned earlier, but like I did like when he he sent um, the one Thark woman who had been like branded all those times and the princess off and he was like he did the classic like throws her on the steed and then gets makes the other steed run without and is like, all right, bye, I'm going to stay back and fight them. And that is finally when you they've alluded to it, but when it's revealed that like someone or somehow his family, his daughter and wife were killed. So in the middle of that fight scene, he is just like raging and like you're finally seeing him like burying them and like coming back to the homestead and it's all burned. And I'm like, damn, this is heavy. Also, like the dog is fl- flying and kicking ass in that scene. He like comes from like a mile away and like mm-hmm. jumps into the group and like attacks them all. Um, I, I kind of dug that and I thought that was like a pretty dark for even with everything else going on. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. He's got, he's got some stuff going on. I think she even kisses him before that scene and he's kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this because I'm still not over everything right now. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, um, uh, apologies. There's a like a solid 30 seconds where it's my internet. You guys just both froze, and so I think I lost whatever you guys were saying for like 30 seconds. But um, mm. I'm sure it was a 
I guarantee point. it was unimportant. <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna need to to restart the episode. Yeah, please. let's do, let's go from. <laughs> um, so apologies. Uh, sorry so yeah, that. it's a it's an odd one. It's I I don't know where if we're kind of like wrapping up how we're talking about it, but it's I liked it more than I thought I would, and I had seen it before, and I just think it's like it it's weird that so many elements came together to make it such a bomb because mm-hmm. it feels to me like there's things that they could change to contemporize it. Or like I said, it feels, it feels like if it feels boring to me in parts, I think it's because other movies have done these exact same things and they're maybe movies I like better overall, but it feels like novel, especially when it actually came out as a book and that we probably owe a lot to Edgar Rice Burroughs in these books for some of our favorite sci-fi or some of the things that have been adapted better. Um, and I just wish it didn't have such a negative connotation because like, like you said, Drew, and if, if even if that's how you fall, like, I feel like it's a fine, I think like it's fine or like neutral for, mm-hmm. if, if like we're going, if I was going like super low on it, I it doesn't seem like offensive to me, like that. It's like, Oh, it's so bad. I can't believe you watched that stinger of a movie. Like it just seems like it had so many weird things being juggled in the background that were kind of going against it. And I feel like it's kind of be now, like if Disney announced like John Carter of Mars, like that we're putting out this adaptation of this movie and it's free on Disney plus in a month. Like I think it would do fine. I think people would watch it when it came out the day and be like, Hey, great. Okay. This obviously would be a little bit different than this version, I think, but it feels like the kind of thing that if they release now, especially like as part of a service, it would, it would do just fine. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are like just, just a few slip ups and it doesn't explain why it was so such a big bomb. I don't think that that can be explained by the movie. It, it is weird to me that, that this didn't go uh, a little bit bigger. It's mm-hmm. not great, but I could, like it's got too many fun parts in it. It's got too much that's decent about it that it doesn't seem like it should have that much of a negative reaction from people. I, I think w- it just didn't have a reaction from people. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, like truly, because <clears throat> we sort of touched on it, but like because Taylor Kitsch's John Carter is so unlikable throughout, like a majority of the movie. Like he does have a turn where he becomes like the hero you kind of want him to be. But before that, he's so self-interested that he's borderline a villain in the movie. And I wonder if like people just kind of had like the people who did go see it just kind of had a sour taste about him in general that even like the people who saw it didn't come away saying like, oh, this movie is so fun, blah, blah, blah. Because like you just spend so much of the movie disliking John Carter. I kind of like the the setup of like the turn where he's just like self because he, he like they capture him in the beginning. They're like, Hey, we have like these Indian attacks. We need your help. And he's like, I don't give a shit about helping you. And they're like, well, they're slaughtering innocent people. And he's like, I don't give a shit about them or the Indians actually. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you, you just are, you want to find a cave of gold. That's literally it. And then later when he has it explained, like you're from Jarsum, like if we give you this necklace, we can might be get you back. And he's like, good. That's what I want. I want to get back to the cave of gold. And she's like, you do. Okay. Like we have problems. You don't think you could help us. And he's like, I don't, I'm not really interested. And it takes him a while to like make the connection. I think, especially since like he's been running from everyone on earth since. And once he lost his family, he didn't have anything else to care about. He didn't want to be, except that everyone wanted him as a fighter. And he was just like, I used to be good at this. and I don't want to do it anymore. So I don't disagree that he's 
maybe more unlikable in the beginning, but I think it makes his turn later and like fighting for everyone else a bit stronger. So also the ending of this movie is so like to go from a huge, like almost like beat em up type movie where you go from like action scene to action scene to then end the movie on like a clue esque like mystery, like murder mystery mm. of like, you know, like it's the, <clears throat> it's then told in these pages to this other guy and it's all yeah. It's all being narrated by Edgar Rice Burroughs, who was like inherited all of this, all the stuff from Carter, and was like, "If you're reading this now, I'm on, you know, like I was on Mars. These are my journeys." And he's even like, he even says at one point, like, "If you're reading this, it might be too late. They might be going to attack my body right now." And I was like, "Holy shit! You should have said that like early, like early right. in the in the story." And then that is all <laughs> a setup so that he can then corner. Mark Strong's character and just to get the drop like literally get the drop on him it was just like what movie did I start watching like it became this like this weird I I don't know like the the tone shift between that was just like incomprehensible I was just like what Hmm. what about the what about the first two hours of this movie led the filmmakers to thinking that this sort of like you know yeah yeah, like it like a murder mystery you know and this is what's going to happen blah 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 thing being told to his nephew edgar rice burroughs which is very funny um that this would be the satisfactory end to the movie and then he just like yeah drops down on mark strong and then he's like i guess i'm going back to mars and then you know credits and it's just like what what is this it's interesting i wonder if that's exactly how it was in the book because i actually don't mind the idea of like he wasn't really dead. I like when he he gets tricked and sent back and he's like all crunchy in the cave. Like, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. what happened? And he looks and Brian Cranston is a freaking skeleton at that point. Um, but it is, it, it, I don't know if I dislike it or not. I It's definitely like turned way down as far as like all the action stuff you've seen. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Maybe just not properly executed. Also funny that like he spent his life like going around the world, trying to find another necklace, trying to find evidence or caves that had the markings so that he can go back to Barsoom. That's what he's, that's everything he's been trying to do since he got back and, and actually found the cave of gold or whatever. Mm -hmm. And to then, and then the, the trick is that someone found something. He goes, ah, it's this thing puts in the box, goes home. That wasn't real. There was nothing real that he found. It was just that he knew he was being watched and needed them to be convinced he had found the key so that they would come out of hiding and he could take the actual, you know, amulet or whatever. And I was like, when could you have not, could you have just like been like, I found, I found it guys. <laughs> I found it. And then done that like 10 years earlier or something. I don't know. That may just me, but yeah. The other note I'll say not enough David Schwimmer. He was the voice of one uh, of the young Thark warriors who, uh, like in the in the big you know the scene where all the really? the um thark eggs are there like he he does like i think he has like one or two lines but david schwimmer lent it lent his wow. voice you recognize it no did i did recognize not recognize him it during it or you read afterwards i read afterwards there's yeah. no way i would have been like is that david is that <laughs> david schwimmer um that's so weird yeah it's very weird but yeah anyways the any final thoughts on john carter before we sign off I think give it a give it a college try. I, I think it's I think that you could do a lot worse personally, and I think that there is more surrounding the drama surrounding it is is overshadows what is a fine a fine to middling film in my opinion. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I think it's weird because there are so many other films that have like the same level of kind of like in, incoherent action sometimes and just kind of like move through the plot and you have unlikable main characters who are just meatheads mm-hmm. that, that don't do so they're not a big uh bomb so i don't know why this one is such a big uh stain on on disney's record or right. whatever I, I think mm-hmm. it should have done all right it's an all right movie mm-hmm. and i mean i'm i would even be interested in continuing it i think it could be done well i think it has a decent enough foundation i would be interested in seeing more hey. on mars Maybe in a hundred more years, they'll do another adaptation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be waiting. (laughs) Stay alive for that reason. I'll just take a trip trip to Barsoom. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm not not leaving leaving for Barsoom until I get my next John Carter. All right, everybody, that'll do it for this one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.